Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Outline, and along with me are my fellow host, Major Death, and Major Death. I had to do it like that, <laughs> but like it doesn't sound right in the second position, so it's only Major Death once, but then we have special guests with us, uh, because Dragon Rider is out this weekend uh, due to some surgery, nothing major, and we hope she recovers quickly. Uh, we have Neji Boston. How you doing, Neji? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you here. And yes, Speedy, hope everything went well. We haven't heard yet, but uh, expecting things will go go well and, and she'll be on a speedy recovery. Yeah, nothing major, so that's that's yeah. good at least nothing. But you never you never shunt surgery, so yeah, it's just mm. uh speedy recovery. So before we do anything else, Neji, why don't we why don't you tell our listeners who you are and, you know, a little bit about yourself in relation to Hearthstone. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm Neji Boston. I've been playing Hearthstone for quite a while now. Probably it was around when Goblins versus Gnomes came out was when I started playing. So probably like six years, I think that is now. And um, I was mostly uh, actually an arena player when I first started playing for a couple of years. And then I got into standard play. Uh, when I started watching more streams and more high-level players, and now I'm consistently like top 200 legend and been top 10 legend many times and competed in lots of tournaments. I've been to one of the Masters Tour events in Seoul. That was a lot of fun, and I also stream as well, and yeah, I just love Hearthstone and play it all the time. Nice. Yeah, Master Shore, Master Shore Soul. That sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it was a is, good time. Uh, you were definitely uh, expert, expert experienced then. <laughs> we, are, we are in good hands, it sounds like. Exactly. I also started around Gnomes vs. Goblins, too. I know it's. Uh, I hear most of the time people are like, either I got back in in Ungoro, or I got in around Ungoro, or I was in before beta, you know, during mm-hmm. beta. <laughs> so this is, you're the first person I've heard that's like, yeah, Gnomes vs. Goblin. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. There we go. <laughs> well, that that that's uh, great. So let's move into last week's poll question, Mage. Yes, so last week's poll question we asked you, do you play most of your Hearthstone games on the desktop or a mobile device? We had 27 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. 48.1% of you said you mostly play on the desktop. Not at all surprising, I guess. Although 33.3% said mostly mobile, so that is a an even third of you. And... Uh, 18.5 said it's about 50-50. You play play half there. I'm like 60-40 or so. I, I definitely am, would be in the mostly desktop, but I, I I play a not insignificant number of games on my phone, too. I'm 95-5 mobile. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the majority <laughs> easily... Uh, almost all my games i i it's a lot more rare i sit down at my computer and play hearthstone than playing on my phone so what about yeah, you, I, I only play on my desktop yeah I that makes sense 
Yeah. I, I like watching streams while I play, so I, I play Hearthstone on my one monitor and then watch like a stream on the other one. It's usually how I do it. Yeah. I, I like... I'm working from home, so I like having streams on in the background now. So, mm-hmm. like, that's super nice. I, I, I totally get that, so... Okay. It, it probably kind of, I think, probably depends on how much time you end up having to play per per session. If most of your gaming time is, I get a game in here, I get a game in there, you're probably not going to your desktop each time you're doing that. So, uh, yeah. Then, then it's like then you're then you're more I'm gonna play on mobile. But yeah, I I play a lot of games at night, and then I'm on my on my desktop. But you know, while I'm at my uh, my my work won't allow me to put Hearthstone on my desktop at work, so <laughs> I end up having to. Do, <laughs> yeah, so, so I have to play on my phone. It's one of those things. Yeah, I I, uh, I assume it wouldn't let me install Hearthstone due to domain <laughs> policy, but you know I haven't tested that one, so I'm not gonna. I don't feel like having that talking to. So, yes. <laughs> All right. So news. Um, we recorded last week. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And Friday, nerfs, by the way, and they were live very quickly after. Like, uh, the only thing I can remember as fast is the, uh, the Demon Hunter nerfs back on, uh, the day yeah, after day the day one of Ashes of Outlands, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we got yeah, a nerf. Even a- I was going to say, even on iOS, we t- we talked about this before the show. Like they announced it, and usually, it's like several hours before you'll see an update on the mobile devices. But it was, it didn't seem to require like a client update. They just somehow pushed it into the client, uh, and and those changes were 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 like, I. I, I played at lunch and and they were they were uh, the the client had been updated and Edwin. Well, I didn't even know there were nerfs. I literally opened the client and then I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> There's nerfs. <laughs> when did these happen? I literally just woke up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were if you weren't on like Twitter or something, mm-hmm. you, you likely the first time you found out about the nerfs was when you opened the game client and oh look, there's card changes. <laughs> Yeah, and then I started scouring Twitter after I logged in. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like, did I miss something over the past couple of days? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nope, nope. It's just, it, I remember uh, Mage posted in our, our show chat, and um, I was like, oh, okay. And then like half an hour, well, it's like half an hour to 45 minutes later, it was live, which, like he's, I, I'm running Android, and literally, when nerfs come out or balance changes happen, I usually see it hit streamers around noon, um, EST, and I don't get it until like after 5 p.m. EST, and this was like instantaneous, which is crazy, so. But which, you know, it makes sense to me just because they pushed it in client instead of having to patch it, which I assume there's more scrutiny when it comes to the the patch, uh, especially on iOS side of things. So, But we've been dancing around the fact that there were some nerfs. Yes. Why don't we talk about what they actually were? Because <laughs> I think this is the, something that people have been waiting for for, well, Shortly after the last set of balance changes, actually. Yeah. 
Uh, apparently, Edwin has done his last push-up. So, Edwin Van Cleef used to cost three, now costs four. Um, the dev comment, the last few weeks we've been the, have been the best Edwin has ever performed in an individual card. The highest win rate card in multiple rogue archetypes. Along with car- alongside cards like Foxy Fraud and Shadow Step, the frequency of an early 8-8 or 10-10 Edwin Van Cleef reached a point we are no longer comfortable with. We want to evaluate how the rest of the rogues kit performs without this very powerful iteration of Edwin. Cards like Foxy Fraud, Swindle, and Prize Plunderer are important pieces for future expansions and card interactions. So we'll be keeping close tabs on how they perform with the influx of new cards and the Edwin's nerf. This nerf will be reverted when Edwin is rotated for st- from standard later this year. And 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 that's whole, a whole other story we're going to get to in just a moment. But just the fact that the the meme the meme for this game for as long as has been the case was a picture of Edwin saying dodged another one and he finally didn't dodge one. Yep, I I to, like the one where it's like they put Edwin's hat on that muscular body. It's like how did you how did you get so so swole? It's like I did one push up for every nerf I dodged. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so yes um the mean to be fair I, th- I don't know that edwin actually is the card that should have been nerfed necessarily uh yeah I, I mean it's a good card and it is a really good card and in certain situations you just have non-games because your opponent has several free or very low cost cards and then can play the 8 8 10 10 12 12 uh edwin uh in the first two or three turns and you just don't have an answer for it uh but foxy fraud i'm looking at you i think is the <laughs> one of the biggest reasons why the last few weeks have been this good for edwin it, that card is just crazy and the fact that it it could you could make edwin one mana or you could make Edwin cost zero while playing a bunch of stuff. It just created so many opportunities for Edwin to just basically end the game when the tourney comes down. I mean, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where uh, swindles swindle definitely exacerbates the problem too with Foxy fraud because like, even if you like dump your hand uh, with Edwin, you have Swindle to reload and you have Secret Passage to reload. So, like, it used to be like you went all in on the Edwin. Now it's like I drop my entire hand on the on an Edwin and then I reload. That's like that's where the problem with that that Edwin situation comes in. It's like it's like a um, it's just it's just the the fact that you can go all in. But that's not really going all in, is it? You can de- draw so much more resource generation that's like, well, all right. Well, then I guess I'll keep playing my game. Is this a non-game? If so, then I'll <laughs> I'll take my victory and move on. If not, I guess we'll keep playing. I'll keep playing Rogue with World Kick. <laughs> so, what do uh, you think about this? Um, I don't know, but the Edwin nerf it feels kind of like a band aid fix for now. I think Foxy Fraud is definitely the reason why edwin 
got so good, like you were saying. I think not hitting Foxy Fraud was kind of a mistake. Um, and still, Edwin at four mana, honestly, with Foxy Fraud in the game, it, for my games, hasn't felt much different because Foxy Fraud does the the two discount and with Shadow Step and stuff, you can still get a ten ten Edwin on like turn one. So it's it's still a problem to me. I think they should have changed Foxy Fraud, but I mean, I'm happy they changed something. Edwin's definitely a card that's been too good for too long, but yeah. Turns out if you take four and you subtract two and then you subtract two again, <laughs> it still equals zero. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's the problem. It just it just makes you feel better about playing that Edwin too, because it's it's like I utilized all my mana correctly. I, I didn't waste one of my discount on an Edwin. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yes, I agree 100%. This this just felt like a band-aid for the, the, the way the meta is right now. So they're just like, uh, let's, let's hit Edwin. And let's hit Bogspine Knuckles. It used to be a four attack weapon. Now it is a three attack weapon. The devs comment, we are lowering the attack on Bogspine Knuckles in order to cut into the fluidity of Evolve Shaman, increasing the required investment of playing a 5-mana weapon without a free Dread Corsair, and reduce the overall damage output uh, the deck is capable over multiple weapons charges. This change, uh, this change lowers the amount of explosive play available to Evolve Shaman and should create overall a, healthy, a healthier meta. So... I know, like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, so what? Like, th- that was my immediate reaction. It was like, ah, uh, still seems really good. And then you realize immediately, that's not a free Dread Corsair anymore. And then you're like, oh. Well, that now now we are talking about something different then, aren't we? Because they don't get two free five drops along with it, too. Yeah, no, it, it definitely... I. It- like obviously the evolve effect is is huge and there's ways you could set it up to get a just a ridiculous board and then can obviously maximize it with box spine knuckles but just the just the power of being able to play the weapon and and get a free 5 mana card is what was 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 difficult to deal with in a lot of cases and like because the weapon could kill pretty much anything that would be on the board on the opponent's side of the board assuming you wanted to deal with the opponent's side of the board oftentimes you didn't even need to it the it just it it just felt like it was just too difficult to even combat or 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 stay at parity once you got to turn I'd say five, but a lot of times, you know, I I played the deck a fair amount. And, like, if you had Custodian on two, along with Lightning Bloom, you could potentially just have it equipped the following turn. And even with the Overload, you'd be able to play the Dread Corsairs. And it was just... It it, it was... Well, I mean, it was the best deck. It, it, and there's yeah. a reason for that and and yes you could you could low roll on your evolves and, and different things like that but 
by and large, it just often was a huge boon to the player that was playing, you know, playing the shaman deck and getting the, the bog spine out there. And just the weapon alone, because you ended up having basically upwards of four copies of the weapon, two swings for each weapon, you could do 32 damage just with the weapon if you decided yep. to go face with all of it. It's just, it was just, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I, I it seems like it doesn't seem like a drop down to three should make that big of a difference, but on curve, you can't play the dread Corsair anymore. Plus the three attack doesn't line up as well with as many creatures or opposing minions. Not to mention you've just removed, uh, you know, eight damage from, from all those, you know, all those weapons, basically. Two from each weapon, four weapons. That's eight damage that you suddenly just don't don't have access to. So it's it, it's it doesn't seem like it should be as big a deal, but it definitely it seems like based on early early results that it is a big deal. So I want I want to hear your take on this, Neji. How 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 much of an effect has this had for you? <laughs> and what do you what do you think of this change? Um, okay, so this change, I think it's a good change. Um, I like it. I'm seeing less evolved shamans. I think the deck is still good. People are just kind of tired of playing it now that it's been nerfed. They're even less likely to play it on ladder. Um, I think the deck, like I said, still good. Not insane anymore. But the shift that the meta's taken from this is all my games are just bomb warriors now. <laughs> so it hasn't really gotten much better. Um, but for the bog spine itself, I definitely think this is a pretty nice nerf. Uh, I play a lot of, um, Highlander Mage and Highlander Priest because those are pretty fun decks and the four attack over and over and over again was just like painfully too much damage. So I think the three is going to help out a lot, but I, I really have faced like maybe like five evolved shamans total since the nerfs, like nobody's playing it right now for me. See, it definitely is seeing a lot less play outside of Legend too, which is uh, I'm in the in the diamond ranks right now. Uh, but mm -hmm. it's it's crazy to me that like one of the ways you beat Shaman before was kind of or was to go under them as best you could as quickly as you could, and basically since the patch. The decks that have gotten really popular outside of Legend have all been just aggressive, aggressive <laughs> aggro decks, which is like, where were you all, uh, you know, several <laughs> weeks ago when, when Bugs by Knuckles was running rampant all over the place? It's like, now it's Stealth Rogue, it's, uh, you know, it's Face Hunter, it's, you know, all the uh, aggro Demon Hunter even is is now coming back. So it's just like... What the heck is what the heck is going on here? Yeah, it's uh we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more about it in our main topic. So, yes, I could go on. So, Hall of Fame will be going away, says Alec Dawson. Um, he says immediate reports said Edwin was going to the Hall of Fame. Alec clarified that won't be happening on Twitter, saying. There are big changes coming to Hearthstone in 2021. 
we aren't quite ready to share the full details, but there will be some positive uh, changes for both gameplay and the ease of getting into the game with a limited collection. As uh, as one small part of this, Edwin's time in Stater will come to a close. However, Hall of Fame, as it has existed, will be no more. This means there is no more additional benefit to crafting or hoarding extra Edwins today. So... Yep. This, this is big. Yeah. This is this is really big. Like so there was all these reports when the nerf came down. Why why are on the Hearthstone uh ecosphere here, I guess. They're like Edwin's going to the Hall of Fame because uh you know Alec initially said that you know the 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 nerf to Edwin to four mana would get reverted before rotating. And so immediately everyone thinks of, well, the way that it would rotate would it would be that it would go to the Hall of Fame. And people have been asking for the Hall of Fame for quite some time. And then he came out with the clarification. He's like, all these people are saying, wait, 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 wait. I didn't say Hall of Fame. I said he's rotating. Which, rotating from standard. is it, yes, It's not rotating. Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's not that's not necessarily Hall of Fame, and and the fact that we got this additional note that Hall of Fame as it existed will be no more is really interesting. It it does kind of suck because when those cards you'd get dust back from anything that went to the Hall of Fame, and and maybe you won't in this in this new system. But I I'm really curious to hear hear and see what this actually means because this could mean. This, I mean, this could mean a lot of things. It could mean there's no more classic set in standard. It could mean um, some sort of rotating standard set, like what what sets are in standard. It could mean a whole bunch of different things, and we just don't know what it means quite yet. Yeah, I mean, we are we still have a uh, new game mode coming during this uh, this expansion, so. I I assume we have to make it make our way through the mini expansion first before we get to hear what that is. So unless they announce it around the same time they start um dropping cards from the the mini the mini expansion. So who Are you surprised knows? there's not going to be a Hall of Fame Niji? Yeah, this is this is kind of crazy. I think there's a very good chance that they rework like all of classic and like rotate a ton of stuff away into wild and have a whole new classic set. And I think it's very likely if they're saying um, positive changes for both gameplay and the ease of getting into the game with a limited collection, maybe that means if you had some classic cards, you'll get the equivalent of the new card that they're going to bring out. So you don't have to pay for like the new classic set they could maybe even bring back cards and put them into the classic set or not even have a classic set and just, like you said, have rotating sets. There's a lot of possibilities here, so it's pretty exciting to see what they're going to do. There there also could be an expansion of just the basic set as well. The, the, those are the cards that you get just for, you know, creating an account and logging into Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a set of cards that you get and then you get you can unlock a few more just by leveling up each of the classes and st- and stuff like that but yeah they could expand that and then they could rotate 
classic completely out of standard and then those you know those basic cards might be the only thing that you have access to it mm-hmm. was it was noted uh on the vicious syndicate podcast Zacho was saying you know we've got because of these mini expansions we're gonna have a, an additional 105 cards every every year and so you know there's that's just the, the we already feel there there's already kind of a, a tipping point i think that we've reached where we have all of these cards in standard and part of i think joining later on in the year may, may that makes it so difficult is because you need all of these cards in order to in order to feel like you compete and and you know if there's less cards that are in standard it it makes it easier to get into the game and so i could i could definitely see pushing some of classic out of standard maybe keeping some of it in standard i would i i would i would like to hope or think that maybe there could be some rearranging i guess of cards and maybe they consider taking some stuff that was in wild that is at the power level that they want back put it back in standard put everything else out in into wild and then this is what we go to going forward because yeah we have these complete disparities between how the power level of the classes when it comes to the basic and classic set that they have access to and and obviously if you're going to rework something at this level you'd want to try and more closely align the power levels of those and and you know pre we saw it happen with priest they made some changes with priest but uh, it's going to take a lot more than that And, and i'm not even entirely sure that you know based on what they might be trying to do that priest is even where it needs to be necessarily it's a good question. I mean, there's we could literally speculate on this all night. It's super. I'm excited. I mean, it's just we don't know where it's gonna go. It could literally go like a million different places. So that's just one. I think everyone's very anxious to to hear what what this cryptic tweet is really going to reveal. So, all right. Um. And then we have Ixar says a hundred level rewards track likely for next expansion. So the XP needed to complete a hundred levels would be the same as the current 50 level reward track. Current rewards would be spread across a hundred levels as well. And reminds everyone that uh, reminds everyone that uh, this can still change between now and when the next expansion goes live. So this is all, this is what Ixar says it's probably going to be, but there there's room for them to say, well, actually, we're going to do it a little bit differently. So, I, 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 I loved looking at all the articles, and it was all hundred levels. That's the next expand. That that's the reward strike for the next expansion, <laughs> and and that's how everyone is saying it. And, and and he was very careful to to remind people. This is just what we're talking about. This is what the current iteration is that we're talking about for the next expansion. And, and you know, talking about iter- iterating on things versus, you know, determining that this is, in fact, what is going to happen is two completely different things. And, and things that they've said can or will happen and then 
ultimately don't that that's happened before too so we we have to just not count the proverbial chickens before they've hatched and 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 know that there is uh you know a possibility that it might not happen now having said that i think i think this is this would be a good change because it definitely feels rough to complete weekly quests as you get up into the into the high 30s and into the 40s of the current system and not be able to actually progress a level until you hit a couple of them and and so this is like the change that they made um past level 50 where you know there were bigger xp requirements but you were getting bigger gold they they basically halved it and doubled the number of levels so the experience needed was the same it just you'd level faster now you basically come complete a a daily quest and maybe you know over the course of about four or five games you actually can can level up potentially and and so and you just see a constant kind of uh churn of levels or at least that's how it's felt since i since i hit it i i've been past level 50 less time than you have daring uh it, it it definitely has felt easier or better to get uh gold rewards past level 50 than it did the high the the in the 40s yeah yeah definitely i think i think it it feels better and this is literally just a feel because right if it's the same experience points um to level up and um it doesn't it doesn't really matter it how you know if it's if you're getting 150 gold over three levels or you know just you know 50 goals over three levels it, it it's the same amount of gold but hypothetically it just feels better to get those little chunks um much faster and um yeah i am what level am i i think i'm I'm 102, or no, I'm 104, excuse me, so, like, those levels just start, like, flowing in after a certain point, and it's like, okay, just 50 gold, 50 gold, 50 gold, so, I mean, it feels more like what you used to see getting, you know, 10 gold every three wins, so. Or even just completing, completing a daily quest and basically getting 50 gold worth um yeah niji how do you feel about this do you think uh going to 100 levels as opposed to the current 50 would be would feel better yeah i think that's the biggest thing right it's just it was it was pretty awful going from like 40 to 50 i'm not gonna lie like i really was getting nothing for like a bunch of quests a ton of games you didn't get any gold sure you got like 300 gold when you finished your level but that was not every day for sure. So I think um, just giving you an extra 50 levels so that you feel like you're earning more is definitely going to help a lot of players. And like you guys said, past level 50, it's felt really nice. You just get gold all the time. And I think that's really the goal of the system is to add new, like cool cosmetics and different rewards, but also... For the people who just want the gold, you want it to feel like it used to, and you still get your gold, you still get to complete your quests, you get daily rewards and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
It's definitely, there's been some growing pains <laughs> around the reward <laughs> system. So hopefully this, this next time will go a little bit smoother. So, and that's pretty much the news. I mean, not a lot, but in terms of how many items, but it was big. Yeah. Like, I mean, new, those are all new mini, new mini expansion. No, no talk of that yet. So I, I'm, I'm totally just like hands down trying to get this announcement to happen tomorrow by just, if I keep, if I keep mentioning it specifically on the podcast, it will happen. So <laughs> I mean, I'm we're recording right now. So yes. that means it'll rec- that'll drop. Our historic is that they'll drop the second we put this episode out. It'll be like, oh, oh, by the way, here's the new mini expansion. Third, yeah, All the other podcasts get to talk about it before then. You put, you put this out Wednesday night. Oh, Thursday morning. Here it is. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. So we can move on to our main topic. And we are going to get into evaluating cards slash decks after the balance changes so this this was your idea made so do you want to kind of run run it run us through what you were thinking when you came up with this well yeah well so so obviously last friday we had a balance change and we had two cards uh very significant cards uh in our meta they that got that got nerfed uh, no, no two ways about it. They didn't get buffed. They got nerfed. And, and so the question is, is, you know, what do you do or how do you approach, I guess, playing games after, after a balance change? And like, so one of, one of the questions I had is like, if I, if I'm playing rogue and like the miracle rogue list or, or even maybe the secret, um, the secret list. Edwin is definitely a part of that list. How do you how do you decide, or how do you evaluate um, whether or not to keep that card in there? Do you do you first of all do you still even play that deck? And and I th- definitely think there are instances where we've seen balance changes where it basically kills the deck. Uh, you you mentioned the Tortolan Pilgrim. Uh, in the Turtle Mage deck before, it, it, when that card gets nerfed, yeah, you probably can't play that deck afterwards. Or yeah, definitely it can't play it. With, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, or or definitely can't play without that particular card. But when it's a but when it's a card like like an Edwin, where it is, it was definitely a powerful card for the deck. What? How do you how do you go about trying to evaluate what to do in those situations and and. I was. I've definitely been struggling to decide uh, whether or not to to include Edwin or not. I've played some games with Rogue since then. I left him in um, because I wasn't sure what to put in his place, and so I wanted to kind of just discuss uh, under the lens of this most recent balance changes. How how do we go about evaluating cards and 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 decks even uh, after after balance changes occur? I mean, Edgy, where do you start? Yeah, exactly. Edgy, please, please yeah. educate us as the <laughs> yeah. as the high ranked player. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if a card gets nerfed, I typically just move away from the deck because, I mean, if a card gets nerfed, it means the deck was really good or overpowered or whatever. So, 
that means that everyone was playing it, probably including myself, so I move away. So now that I can try other things, now that it's nerfed. But if you want to try the deck, um, still, the deck that's been nerfed, I would definitely keep the card in for now. I mean, unless it got completely destroyed, but that usually doesn't happen. I would still try the deck with the card, play it a bunch, see if it still feels good. I mean, if we're talking about Evolve Shaman and Bogspine Knuckles, I mean, you can't really play the deck without the weapon. Um, but for Rogue, you can definitely play Rogue without Edwin. Um, Edwin still seems very good to me, but I definitely would keep playing with the card. Don't, unless, like I said, it got completely destroyed. Keep trying the card out, see if it feels good still. But also, you can, now that the OP decks are gone, or at least nerfed, you can try other things. And a good way of doing that for me is... Um, you can go onto HS Replay and you can check the stats of all the decks that are played. And then you check um, what decks were doing well um, in the meta, but doing bad against Rogue or Shaman, for example. And then you see, well, for example, I don't know, this, just, this isn't true, but just like, let's say Demon Hunter or whatever. If Demon Hunter was doing good against everything except Rogue or Shaman, well, now that Rogue and Shaman aren't very good, now you can try playing Demon Hunter, and it's very likely Demon Hunter is going to be very good because it was doing bad against those two decks, for example. So that's a good way to find new decks that are very likely to succeed in the new meta after the nerfs. Well, you mentioned Bomb Warrior actually was one that you were seeing a lot. Oh, that that's, must have been, yeah, that's that a was, fun one. <laughs> that was that was from the sounds of it, that one was a deck that could be good uh, without Rogan as much representation of Rogan and Shaman. Yeah, not that be. we're advocating that you go run out and start <laughs> yeah, playing please, Bomb Warrior. Don't everyone like people just moved right from the bog spine weapon right back to the wrench. It's like <laughs> people just love their weapons. I I may I or may not have been playing back. Bomb Warrior today. I, <laughs> no comments. So you're the I'm, one. <laughs> oh gosh. So yes. is everyone else hey, on ladder? Yeah. I was gonna say I was part of the problem during Evolve Shaman. I guess you could be part of the problem post Evolve Shaman. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I was playing Clown or Survival Clown Druid still but then i was like i would like to move up in rank so i started playing bomb warrior so uh i was just trying i was just trying something different again because i haven't played bomb warrior since since skullmance i might have played it a little bit during the expansion but i played it in ashes but not much since so i was like it's kind of refreshing to go back to it so you were you were talking talking about you know trying out different decks and I and I guess uh, that was definitely one thing is do you it sounds like you typically move away from a a deck when, once it's been nerfed at least initially because hey there's some fresh air let's see let's see what else is out there sort of thing yeah exactly try out some new stuff now that we have the room to room to breathe away from right. the bog spine knuckles a bit we can try out some more stuff that maybe wouldn't have had a chance with its original form so when when we're when we're doing this whether we're playing the the deck that got nerfed or we're playing something new you we're basically back to ground zero when it comes to comes to stats right because the any time that there is a change to it to a card it's actually a larger change it's going to affect the meta as a whole and so 
I'm, I'm assuming you kind of rely on personal feel from the start of it until there starts to be enough stats either, uh, well, through some of like the aggregate sites or even just in your own uh, keeping track of your own stats until mm -hmm. you can kind of see and, and evaluate card choices then at that point, right? Yeah, like I said, if if there's a deck that was doing terribly against Rogue and Shaman, but good against everything else, well, now it's very likely you can play that deck. That's a good way to um, to look at it. That that would explain Paladin, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and Bomb Warrior. <laughs> yep, exactly. So it's. Yeah, I, I like when I if I was playing because not I don't always I'm not always playing the deck that gets nerfed. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not, and I wasn't really playing Evolve Shaman, so like I didn't really go back to playing Evolve Shaman because like I I I don't think this deck is super enjoyable for me. So, um, but I was playing Rogue, and I was like, all right, well, I don't think Edwin like it was just one of those things where I'm like, on day one, I'm like. It feels like Edwin's still fine to me, so I'm going to keep playing just out of personal preference. And if I'm not sure, to, I will take it to casual and just play like five or ten games in casual and just see, like, is this still worth it? Is this still, like, does this feel good or does it just feel awful? Like, it's like this card has moved from unplayable to, you know, it used to be, you know, broken, now it's unplayable. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying about Edwin, but that's generally my course of action. I'll just take whatever. If something that I'm playing gets nerfed, in essence, you know, like like we already the caveat being like, obviously, I'm not going to take Turtle Mage into casual. Like, I wonder if this still works. It's not. It's like it's not like when they uh, nerfed um, uh, Serenite Chain Gang. I was like. Hmm, I wonder if I could still play co uh, combo Shadowrock Shaman in standard. <laughs> so, yeah, like, probably not going to go so well for you. <laughs> it, it turns out it doesn't. But um, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, yes, if if the deck is still functioning, can still function, it's worth it in my opinion. If you were playing it to just go test it out and and you know, even with the data, sometimes, um. I feel like people can make different types of decks work. Like, obviously, people function differently. So if it's something you really enjoy, go try it. Don't just immediately write it off as like, well, this is this is done. Um, you know, except for like when they nuke something for more of it. Like, but like these two changes weren't. You know, they don't kill the the archetypes. Like, it doesn't kill Evolve Shaman. Evolve Shaman's still there. It still works. It's still good. It's just not as powerful as it once was. And obviously, Rogue... Edwin's still fine. He's still really good. Still possibly broke. <laughs> just a little bit less right now, right? One one thing people uh, tend to do, uh, I think... Uh, this this actually applies to, to a new expansion as well. Tend to just go aggressive too. That that tends to be that tends to be a thing as well. And, and because yep. because again, it's that experiment uh, experimenting that you're talking about, where you know uh, we have we we can now try some different things. Well, uh, 
trying some different things doesn't necessarily is doesn't necessarily mean that they're the most put together deck or, or optimized deck that they could be. Uh, you also have different things that are are you know still in play that maybe shouldn't be in play. You know, it was really important to have Sticky Finger when Shaman was the most important or you know the highest kind of profile best deck but now that it's not that uh popular you know do you do you need uh a co cobalt sticky finger or two in your deck <laughs> uh you know we we've talked about tech cards before and there definitely is a tipping point in which you would want those cards in your deck uh but they're very niche and they require a a large amount of your games being against something that it, uh you know is going to affect uh you know going to drastic, drastically affect your your win rate and things like that where that's what bog spine knuckles was if you're not seeing that as often you don't necessarily need cobalt st sticky fingers and and there's definitely people that are still running it and don't necessarily need to be at this point Unless they're at High Legend and going up against yeah. Bomb Warrior. I literally have it in every one of my decks. Because <laughs> I face so many Bomb Warriors. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing Highlander decks too, right? I mean, that makes yeah. a, lot of, a lot of sense too. That was something you probably wanted in there to begin with if there's a decent weapon. And obviously, against Bomb Warrior, you don't want your Highlander effects being shut <laughs> off. So. Yeah, my Highlander decks are struggling right now <laughs> against all the bombs. Yeah, that's definitely the one thing you can always be happy about if you're playing Bomb Warrior. You're like, oh, is this a Highlander deck? And it's off. <laughs> so Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> it It is a shame. It is a shame because, like, I, I'm going to go off track one, one little second because I've always said, like, those effects should be determined at the beginning of the game and nothing you should do can do could be taken away from you or you can't gain those effects. Like you can't have two loves and then all of a sudden Zephyrus becomes active. I feel like that should have been like at the beginning of the game. If your deck contains new duplicates, then you get this benefit. So, yeah, I like that idea. I, yeah, I think Daring, we need to get something like some music or something like this so that when you get on your soapbox. <laughs> I know, I've could, been ranting about that like, one for. And now it's time for Daring Alkaline's soapbox. And then just be like, here we go, everybody. I know, I've, I've talked about that way too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I. I, I we, we love you for it. It's just, I, I think it. I just think that's that why I said I kept it brief. I kept it really brief. You, you there. did. You you did. The, this time it was you were in and out of that of that point rather quickly. But just saying that, like there have been you you have things you have strong opinions, and we need to mark these strong opinions. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll figure something out in the near future yeah. so I can there so you. I can do that off the right to alpha timestamp thing so I can go put things in in post so there you go mm -hmm. <laughs> well is there is there anything else that we can do like from a deck or card evaluation standpoint for after balance patches i i, to I think the best way is just try it out just play it you can check stats and stuff but really the best way to 
test if stuff is still good is play it is it doing well is it not the, the just nice the thing, classic way oh sorry the nice thing about the disenchant where you get the full value on the card is you have two weeks to do it so that mm -hmm. means you've got plenty of time to go ahead and play that card post the balance changes and see how it feels before committing to disenchanting it say so you you do have some time and I, I do agree with you. I think that playing a card after balance changes occur is the best way to evaluate just how it feels and, and how good it actually is and, and whether or not it actually should or shouldn't still be in a, in a deck. Yeah. And also uh, the, the tip I've always heard is just disenchant it if you're not actively using it and save the dust. And if it turns out that you want it, or you feel like it's still very good that you're going to use in the future, you can just recraft it again because it's a full dust refund. And if it turns out you're never gonna you're never gonna play Evolve Shaman again and you have no interest in bog spine knuckles ever again, then like it's not a bad idea to cash out if that's just nothing that you're gonna play. So Um Can we talk for a second how I, I log on this morning I start playing games and I'm like, is this Skullman's Academy? Like this, this feels like Skullman's Academy. Like the meta just shift back. Like I'm seeing just pure paladin. I'm seeing aggro, you know, stealth rogue, um, face hunter. Like I, I'm not seeing Highlander hunter nearly as much, um, obviously because that's already been addressed, but like, I'm just like, I'm like, am I in a time warp here? <laughs> Did, has anyone heard that there's an expansion out and that there are different cards you can play after Skullman's Academy? <laughs> yeah, I have the Ostrage and Yogg in like all my decks. I'm <laughs> I'm playing all the fun cards. <laughs> yes, yes, Yogg. That's why I've been playing that Guardian Clown Druid just because I when I play that, I'm just like, Screw it! I want to play. I want to play corrupted cards. I want to play, um, just Carnival Crown. I want a board full of eight eights. I want Yasharaj to bring them back. I want you know. It's just I feel like I want to do all the new fun stuff still. And like I just swear to God, I'm like, I I'm I'm having deja vu over here. Mage, have you have you noticed that? I don't know that I would necessarily say that that's what I've been experiencing necessarily, or at least not that is occurring to me now. It, it, the, the thing I will say is I'm definitely seeing a lot less shaman and a lot less rogue, which suddenly opens it up for a lot of other things. Um, but there's, it, it definitely feels like right now, um, just from, watching others and the little and the the games that i've played and stuff it does feel like there's more experimentation right now which is nice like there's there's a highlander paladin deck for some reason and people are playing it and, and we were talking about uh dual paladin and you know there's th things that people are going back to obviously like aggro demon hunter and some of that sort of stuff but like I don't know. I've been I've been playing this like ridiculously low to the ground uh, face hunter deck just because I want quick games and I feel like I 
know what I'm doing with that deck because every time I try Rogue, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing with that deck. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the, there's been a lot more Mage. I, I re- I've seen actually a fair amount of Highlander Mage since since the uh, since the balance changes, which I really wasn't seeing anything before, but. I wasn't. I I can't say that I specifically feel like I've gone back in time, like you know, five months or so into the middle of Skull and Ants Academy. I literally I had not seen a Soul Demon Hunter since the nerfs had hit from the from the last patch, and I've seen like three or four of them today, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. Not I don't know. This. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm like a little bit more okay with it considering things. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this must just be the, you know, the OT. The only demon hunter I'd seen had been the OTK Ilganoth one, and then all of a sudden I'm like, he's playing Laps Soul Shard Lapidary. This isn't. This is just. This is just Soul Fragment Demon Hunter, like. I literally, and then it's just like Paladin is just no, you know, no expansion cards. It's just straight pure Paladin. So, which I guess, I mean, that's fine. But like now you're seeing a lot more of it um, since Shaman obviously declined. So I was like, I know it just, it, it, it felt, it felt jarring. I'm not saying that it is like that. That was just like my personal experience from today. It was just like, I, I felt I was like, this feels like deja vu. And I know that HS replay does not exactly reflect that, but I still, you know what? I still have a tab open from last week when we recorded with HS replay on there. And it's, it's the one that had Shaman up, up above uh, 50% and Priest was still at the bottom. So, I mean, not much has changed. Not that much has changed, right? <laughs> uh, for, unfortunately, as much as I love Priest, uh, it's not it's not exactly doing the hottest right now. It's still 44%. Actually, the, the win rate went down on Priest. Ah, uh, God! God knows how that happened. Rip priest. Yeah, rip priest. Also, Galcron shaman, or or priest, or darn it, warlock. Galcron warlock. I've seen a lot of that recently, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that feels odd to see, but it it I guess it makes sense with Ticketus. So, oh, that's it's nuts. Please, please nuts. give me the new mini expansion. I want I want new things. I I am I'm glad they 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 nerfed those two cards, but like I I feel like more balance is needed. So please please hurry up and and give that to us very soon. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, I'd love that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, all right, that's fine. I'll, I have like twenty three packs sitting around. I'll buy another like fifteen and then just start crafting. Anything that's yep. anything's missing, please, please, God, just take it, take me away from this. Uh, all right. Well, do we have any final thoughts on this topic? Okay. Nope. All right. 
So let us go into this week's poll question, Mage. All right. So we talked about uh, evaluating cards after a balance change. And so we want to know, after a balance change, do you take a nerfed card out of the deck you're playing without even trying it? Uh, yes, no, or it depends on the card. Obviously, there are definitely cards that this completely just doesn't does doesn't the deck won't work without the card. But in in kind of a general situation, if the deck was still playable post the nerf, would you would do you take the card out immediately without even trying it, or do you actually try it before and and try and get a feel of it uh, after the nerf? So please vote. Tell us. Uh, what you do and and how that goes for you and we will talk about the results on next week's show okay speaking of the show you can find us on twitter at dr 3 hs top uh, top pin tweet will take you to the dr 3 discord and you can email the show at dr 3 hs at gmail.com you can find myself at daring alkaline um, Neji, where can we find you on Twitter and Twitch and where are you hanging out normally? Um, yeah, uh, Twitter is at Neji Boston. I check that daily and also twitch.tv slash Neji Boston as well. How Stream there four days a week. Yeah. I was gonna say, what's your schedule? Yeah, it's, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday starting at 7 30 PM Pacific awesome uh and mage where can we find you uh, you can find me on twitter i am at major death and monday wednesday friday you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash major death well well that's gonna do it for us this week neji thank you for uh filling in we really appreciate you taking the time to to hang out with us this evening and talk talk nurse yeah thanks so much for having me it was really fun yes, <laughs> all thanks, right neji all right, and as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.